It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction. And free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. You're listening to the GAA Hour with Darren O'Sullivan on Sports Joe. Today, Sean Kavanagh, who is a brilliant footballer, but I'll tell you what, you can forget about Sean Kavanagh as far as he's a man. O'Sullivan, oh, that was absolutely brilliant. What about that for skill from Darren O'Sullivan? Kieran McCall, it's high, it's over! Will he ever get a more vital one than that? I know Joe done a person assassination of him this morning. It was not an assassination of him. We have, we have to look, we have to look at the context. The transition talk, I think Joe Bradley told us the production line was finished in Kerry. Well, Joe Bradley, what do you think of that? Hi there, you're very welcome along to the GL with me, Darren O'Sullivan. I'm recording live from Ross Point Bar and Restaurant today. Unfortunately, COVID has caught me after two years, um, but I'm delighted to be joined remotely as well from by Galway's Finian Henley and Donegal's Emma McGee. How are we doing, boys? Better Cheers, than you, Darren, Darren, I'd say at this stage, but uh, <laughs> we're COVID free, but yeah, happy to be here remote. Yeah, Eamon, how are things above in Donegal? We're good. I think we're dodging bullets ourselves up here. There's a lot of COVID knocking about, so um, hopefully I'll manage to stay away from it. Yeah. Um, no, I avoided it up to now and I'm not feeling too bad. So look, I'll isolate anyway. So I'm lucky I have a bit of peace and quiet here in the bar You're this morning. You're to so. isolate anyway, aren't you? Yeah. Well, that's it. But it's a bit lonesome on my own. But uh, look, I, the great thing about the weekend is, yet again, it was another action-packed weekend. How we're going to fit it all into an hour of talk, I don't know. But I suppose the main talking point has to be the dubs relegated to Division 2. We all thought that they'd found their mojo, that they were back up and running. We were all, especially me, I was writing man enough, but they've done it for the third year in a row. They've avoided the drop and Jack McCarron starred a show. I think Philly McMahon had an article out the morning of the game um, calling him out a small bit about his reaction to a goal a couple of years earlier. So, Jack had the last laugh, but uh, it was some game. And to be fair, the way Dublin started, I thought, ah, the Dubs are back. They're going to 
run away with this, but Monaghan just did it again. They just pulled it out of the bag with an amazing performance. So, Eamon, I'm going to go to you and just your own thoughts on the game. Yeah, you know, I think we convinced ourselves Dublin are on the way back, but they, they reverted back to, you know, a lot of the mistakes and a, a lot of what they were about kind of reminded me that earlier part of the league. Um, so it's, it's hard to gauge where Dublin are. I know they still have Con to come back um, and a few of the lads that probably, like so Johnny and James McCarthy, would get more game time. But they just seem to be way, way off it in terms of, you know, if you've seen one of Jack McCarron's points where he nearly goes out in the loop under no pressure at all. And this is this man's on fire and Miss Fitzsimmons just gives him so much space, but bangs it over. And it was just so easy. And in terms of, I mentioned James McCarthy there, he get, he gave away, won a ball and just gave it straight back to Monaghan, man. And it's so unlike Dublin to, be, to see that. Um, with you mentioned Jack McCarron thing, you know he he put on a great performance, and you know we've been chatting about Jack McCarron in the league for for years, and and, and the stuff yeah. he's done with with the left foot. But you know to be firing back at at Philly, you know I, I see I know Dick Clarkins related him, but I seen Dick put up a, a tweet about you know Jack 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 or whatever Philly said about him. Like Philly's done it in championship, and you know. I know I'm going to be a bit of a grump, and Jack would like <laughs> don't, a goalie. Don't be a grump. Ah, uh, listen, I've got to be. I've got to be. He'll be in the forwards union anyway now, but I'm <laughs> I'm going to stick with Philly here. Um, Jack, Jack's goal. There's no. There's not many that would do it, and but Jack has to do it in championship. Jack has to go out. You know, you go and give me Darren Hughes or Jack McCarran, and at the minute I'm still. Despite what Jack's done yesterday, I'm still going to go with Darren Hughes for for if I had to pick a player, because Darren Hughes has done it in Championship consistently, and I'm I'm yeah. I'm going to say if because people are talking about Jack in the same you know as say someone like McBrady or Murphy, and once he does it in, in, in the summertime, then then we'll we'll talk about Jack in in the same vein as as, as the lads. Yeah, I think you're right. In fairness, he has always been a, a very good league player, and it, it's. It's time now. He's around long enough now to be bringing into championship. And I suppose um, the likes of Darren Hughes, she's tried and trusted in these Monaghan boys. In fairness, I think it's three years in a row that going into injury time of the last game, they've been relegated and they've managed to pull it out of the bag. And it's always said about him, they do get the max out of themselves. And you mentioned a couple of the scores where it was just so unlike Dublin Fitzsimons standing up. I think the one you were talking about, he actually swung over his right foot as well. And yeah. even the goal, Fitzsimons actually stood up to give out to the referee instead of getting back. So, there are an awful lot of unlike Dublin things, and it is only con really that we can see to come back into it. So, like Finian, would you be would you be worried about? Is there a kick to come in Dublin? Are they are they out of contention now, or what is the main issue with them? Yeah, I suppose we spoke about it last week with regards to you know what their what their their strengths were in the past, and that was obviously the bench. They were always rolling out players a lot more experienced, a lot better than than the opposition, and simply you know they had twenty players that could absolutely bowl you over. I suppose where they're at now is there's a bit of fatigue there after you know, obviously what, what has gone on the last, you know, six, seven, eight years um, with the older guys or, or the more experienced guys you know, you're changing the goalie around at the minute, you know, that's all a bit shaky and then you're bringing on, you know, lads come on yesterday, Young Wright and O'Leary, guys that you haven't heard of before, mm. you know, they're, they're, they're down to Division 2. I don't think they'll be overly 
you know, people will, we, we'll sit here and we say, Jesus, Dublin or in Division 2 or whatever it is. But I think for those younger guys coming through, you know, it might be a better place for them to start, you know, to, to build up their confidence, get back up to Division 1 and start again. Because realistically, they are starting again. I think, you know, the, the conveyor belt seems to, that quick fix conveyor belt of bringing in a con, a superstar every year seems to have lulled a bit. So, you know, they may need to go back to their underage now and, and bring in, you know, seven, like they did in 2009 and 10 and bring in seven, eight, nine, ten guys and build them up from scratch. And like Division 2 would be, you know, Galway were down there this year and 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 we had a lot of young guys as well who who have performed to date. Now, obviously, the summer will tell a difference, but I just think, you know, everyone's a bit kind of flat. They're still relying like Kilkenny. There's only so much those boys can take to, to really drag players over the line. And, um, you know, yesterday, you know, they showed at times... As you said, I thought they were coming good. Um, definitely not back to where they were. Definitely not back to where they were. Like, can they win the All Ireland? You know, Dublin can <laughs> Dublin can do a lot of things, but I, I just don't know. Will they have the actual support cast to get them over the line this year? Um, you know, Monaghan well worth their victory yesterday. I think Monaghan are, as I said last week, Monaghan are, are, are contenders definitely for us. They're, they're well organised. But you know, I agree with Eamon on the Jack McCarran. Uh, piece as well. It's it's in the height and of, of of the summer or or the or the spring now as it is um, is when he'll have to have to stand up. But you know Dublin still Leinster contenders. They I think they'll win Leinster, but I don't see them beating a Kerry or you know even a Mayo. I don't see them beating a Mayo either. One of the things that I've noticed about Dublin is that the thing that stood to them the most throughout you know the last decade was their ability to work it out on field like it's it's the real top quality teams that are able to do that you know the good teams will win all ireland by sticking to the game plan but the, the top class teams will will win multiples because they're able to think right we've encountered a problem here let's work it out in the pitch and dublin seem to have lost that you know they they just weren't able to work it out and they were, as as i say it was just kind of Going back, relying on stuff that they did previous, and and I would worry for them when when they do encounter situations come the summertime. Yeah, Finian, you mentioned there about the conveyor belt of talent, and look, I suppose the last person that mentioned the conveyor belt, um, Kerry went on to win in All Ireland, and Donny had a good shout out after. So I won't go beating that drum, but the likes of like Kieran Archer, just to name one, he was an Andre star that we were all expecting to come on and explode and. There's absolutely no sign of him. And like game, what you were saying, there was a stage there in the game, they're six or seven points down. And I know, look, they brought it back to a level game, but they just look lost of ideas. They just look so unlike Dublin. They were going into cul-de-sacs. They were like that passing ball without looking. They were going into contact, getting turned over. And I don't want to keep beating on the Dublin drum, Dublin drum because... Um, at the end of the day, Monaghan were outstanding. And the big thing for me going into Ulster is can Monaghan improve their consistency? Can they put in a real fight? Not only for Ulster, and I don't want to just avoided the drop, so it wasn't exactly a great league for them. Can they kick on? Because there's only so much left in this current team. And I know they always max out, um, but a lot of them are hitting the wrong side of 30 now. Can they get one last push out of this current crop? Amen. They can. They've been operating in, in, in the top division for a long time. And, you know, I touched on it last week that they really pride their Division 1 status. And I think if you're playing Division 1 consistently, then you're in with a shout. 
but it's it's up to the likes of uh, Jack McCarran to compliment Conor McManus now when, when the summertime mm-hmm. comes. And Monaghan will always trouble a good, a good team, and it's it's just about you know them getting up and running in, in the Ulster campaign, and then whatever they do in the in the All Ireland series then. Yeah, and I suppose, look, we're going to go around to all the other games or as many as we can because there's so much to talk about it. But I suppose the one game we actually did get to watch properly was Dublin Monaghan and a big talking point over the weekend was the lack of coverage. Uh, I think fair play to TG Carroll. Without him, we'd all be lost. And they did a great job yesterday of trying to keep us tuned into all the games. So in fairness, um, massive credit to them. But it is a big issue, I think, at the moment, the lack of coverage of games. And as far as I know, the broadcasting rights are up for grabs again. And for me, it's a prime time for the GA to start looking at going off on their own, maybe creating a channel. Now, I'm not the best man to be talking about it or coming up with ideas, but there's such a hunger to watch the games. And during COVID, um, they were all streamed. I think it's a great opportunity for the GA to go off now and do something different, create a channel or I don't know, something. Um, because it was very frustrating the weekend. So many big games all over the country. People crying out to watch them and they couldn't. Um, Finney, and I don't know what your thoughts are on it, but uh, you, you're probably smarter than me. You might have a couple of great ideas there. No, <laughs> I don't. I suppose the, the GA is at a crossroads in a lot of things. You know, we spent all last week talking about expenses and players and GPA and mixing professionalism and stuff. I think we're kind of... As a whole, as a group, they need to sit down around the table and see where is this going. They're trying not to let it go professional. But look, we all sit down and watch soccer Saturday on a, on a Saturday. I know I do. And I, I and mm. three o'clock starts and it's on there. And, you know, Clinton Morrison and the boys, they're throwing out, you know, different the different games and stuff. I don't know, like, is there is there any way of doing something like that on a Sunday? Now, the problem with the GA is all the games are on at different times and we get to the the the, the fiasco in Division 4 in, in, in a while, I suppose. But something like, you know, if you had from Munster yourself and Eamon and Ulster and Mike Meehan and a Philly McMahon sitting around the table talking about the different games as they are watching the four Division 1 games, of course people will watch it. You know, people are listening to radio, different radio stations, but like they want to get ideas on how the games are going. Um, the coverage was absolutely brutal. Like there was nothing, you know, so many people want to watch these matches that can't get to them as well, uh, or at least get a feel for them or get some sort of buzz around them. And that, and as you said last week, Darren, the buzz is around the league because the top teams are playing the top teams. And yesterday was like, it was great for GA fans to have all these games that no one knew who's getting relegated, no one knew who's doing, staying up. The dubs are gone down. You know, there's a lot of talking points, but um, that, that would be an idea. And obviously, you know, some sort of, you know, if you can't show games on RTE or you can't show them on TG Car, have some sort of program, you know, on the news channel or something like that for a couple of hours that gives us the opportunity to ch- turn on and, and have someone at least watching the game. I don't know, is that a runner? But um, the lack of coverage is w- w- was brutal. And uh, I would have sat down and watched three or four games yesterday and there's thousands more that would have as well, you know. So something that has to change. Uh, and, and maybe you're right, maybe it is setting up their own channel. They have GEA goal, but again, it comes back to money and how this works and will it work. But sure, look, if you don't try it, you know, you'll never know. Yeah, and like you, the last point you there, it always comes back to money. But like even having your own channel or a streaming, you'd imagine it was a better way of making money that for me, you could actually divide equally amongst all the counties, which look, 
I don't know, we're not going to solve it here today, but they really have to start thinking outside the box and trying something different because we keep harping on about how great the league was and yesterday's or the weekend's league action was unbelievable. There was four games in Division 1 and three of them were divide, uh, decided by a point. Um, I stupidly put out a couple of predictions on Twitter um, the weekend. I won't be doing that again. The only all one I got right... Offense, Darren, Jeannie, yeah. Mark, you know that. All offense. The only one I got right was I went against you and I backed Donegal. And I suppose we'll, we'll go up there next. They're playing each other in championship. Armagh surprisingly put out a weakened team. Donegal, look, they broke the curse. They got a big win. Um, but I suppose the scenes at the end weren't exactly pretty. I think there'll be a couple of suspensions coming. Look, obviously, you'll you'll probably know more about it than I would. Uh, it wasn't great. I don't know how it started. I don't know. Do you have any idea what actually started? Because it got ugly. It did get ugly. You know, we, we we just don't like seeing them kind of scenes. I'd imagine it starts like all, all rise over, over something silly and a bit of shoving and then someone comes in and then the third man comes in and then it just escalates. But, mm-hmm. you know... What, what I don't like about these rows now, and it's becoming so commonplace, um, listen, I've been in many of them, and Finian's been in many of them too. Um, I'm, I'm staying out of it. Yeah. <laughs> you were around with me. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> you started around with um, me down in Colorado. What are you? Uh, I got, that's, we were, we were, we were buddies. That was, that was crack. I, I, I don't like the the headlocks. You know, when, yeah. there's, when there's about three or four men and on top of someone, and someone puts you in a headlock. It's it's can be dangerous. It was I remember chatting to to our team doctor? No, and I don't know. Do you remember we played our man twenty fourteen, and Aiden Farker and and someone else had put Lacey in a chokehold, and it, it was really really. The doctors explained to me that's really really dangerous because you know you're you're gasping for air and you know you you, you can you can go out and you see that and. Particularly Armagh, I find, and you know, I'm I'm always going to say that after the row yesterday, but particularly mm. Armagh, you always seem to see that they they done it in the against Tyrone um, a few weeks ago, where somehow Tyrone got four players or five players sent off in the in the one incident, and the pushing and shoving, it's it's silly, it's silly looking, and there's no wide need for it, but I just particularly don't like these uh, these headlocks that you know seem to be going on an an awful, an awful lot. Yeah, and like you, you did mention. Look, I know. Look, it takes two to tango, but this is the second time now our man have been involved in something. And like you said, even talking about the headlocks, and do you know if you're gasping for air, you do you start to panic. Like, and it's it's not a it's not a nice place to be, especially if you're in the, at the bottom and you're gasping for air. Like, it it's not great, and nobody wants to see it. So I do think there'll be suspensions. And look, God, they're obviously playing each other in a couple of weeks in championships, so it's going to add another bite to it so the officials are going to have to be on the ball going into that game but I suppose going back to the actual action um, it was a big win for Donegal um, and I suppose if you look at the table at the end of it you have Donegal Armagh and Tyrone all finishing on seven points but the narrative going into that last round of leagues was so different for all of them so um, it's hard to know where each of the three of them are standing at the moment it's, it's hard to know I found it, you know, I was, I was delighted from a Donegal perspective. I found it bizarre for, you know, McGinney and our man not to push on for that league final and, you know, leave Rain and Roy Grugan out, out of the team uh, yesterday. I thought that extra game, we talked about last week again, that extra game for our man at that higher level and know that the 
prospect of, of silverware would have done Armagh the world of good. But now they're coming off a disappointing result. You know, they, they had Donegal. You know, Donegal were in a position of comfort. They had to, Armagh had to call on the big guns and they, they couldn't uh, they couldn't catch up with them now. But listen, it's we, we won't know until a few weeks where, where Donegal are, are, and Armagh are at. You know, Donegal have to get a few injury injured, injured lads back. Um, Armagh probably have shown a good bit of their hand throughout the league and We'll see now. The suspensions now, if there are suspensions, I, I don't know. And I don't know enough about the ins and outs of the disciplinary system to say if it, if, it, if there's much there that warrants now. But we'll see who, who gets suspended and if there is. that. I think that'll be that'll be a big one for the for the, for the the game ahead. Yeah. And Finian, I suppose, like him, we've, we've mentioned there, I'm uh, put out a weakened team. And I know they're playing each other in championship in a couple of years. But we, we, we keep mentioning it on this show. Like the chance to be in a national final in Crow Park, Silverware, and McGinney is a competitor. No, I know they were still competitive, whatever. But I was surprised they were weakened. What, what was? What are your thoughts on it? Do you think? Did you think they go all out for it? Or hundred percent? Yeah, I, I'm with Eamon on that. I think Jesus, you know, you can't look a gift horse in the mouth, and and the league as well. Like you're playing the top teams, the confidence. Like they, I suppose, they work so hard. And the talk was Armagh back in Division 1. And that was a big kind of, they were down in Division 3 and they got up to Division 2 and Division 1. And getting to Division 1, I suppose, you know, getting to Division 1 is grand and playing against the top teams. But why wouldn't you want to go out and try and win the competition if, if you can? It's, it's, it's an, as Eamon said last week, it's a national national type. Geez, I would love to have a, you know, you know a, a Division 1 league medal. It's, you know, they're very rare in Galway. Um, and, you know, and as are all Ireland, so like we, we we would love to have one, and I think you know you always should try and, and and get there. And I just thought that like you're playing kind of mind games, really, aren't you? When you're looking at you know a couple of weeks and not showing your hand, but look, Declan Bonner and the boys, they know what Armagh have. They've seen them in the league. They don't whether they're playing against them or not. They know Reen O'Neill. They know the boys. They love clips will be going to phones of these guys and stuff playing. That's that day is gone because every team is you know I'm sure there'll be challenges and. The Donegal boys will know what the Armagh boys are doing over the next week. So it was a game there to be won. And in the GA, there's only so many, you know, there's not a lot of games in a year. There's, what, seven mm-hmm. league matches. And Armagh lose and lose a backdoor to a Galway or to a Mayo or someone. Nine games. Yeah. Those are the games. It's different in FBD or, or Burn Cup and stuff like that. But, like, you've nine game, competitive games in the year. You should be going absolutely flat to the board in every one of them. You should be. In my mind, and, and I agree with Eamon, like the likes of Grugan and these boys, they should have been playing and they should have at least try and got, get, have got to a final. Um, I know, look, championship is the be all and end all, but uh, the league now has become so important. And I was, I was shocked with, you know, we'll have to get Donaghy on next week to see what the story <laughs> is. But uh, uh, no, it was, it, was, it, it was shocking. But look, Donegal. I think Donegal will beat our man a couple of weeks' time. I think they'll they'll they'll, they'll improve. I think McBrearty is flying it again. Um, they're coming good at the right time. People were unsure, and there's a lot of talk about Monaghan, a lot of talk about Armagh. You know, obviously Toronto are all Ireland champions, but I think you know, it's like Donegal are still a, a, a fabulous team, and they'll be there and thereabouts. I'm still tipping Monaghan, but I still think in in a couple of weeks' time, I think Donegal will beat Armagh. Yeah, and like you said, I, I find it strange the shadow boxing when teams already know each other so well. We like we all know what Armagh did really well throughout the league. Sure, we're all crowing about how great Armagh were and how it was great to see them back. And 
Um, and I suppose from a Donegal point of view, you mentioned it, um, I don't know, last week or the week before, we were talking about Michael Murphy and his importance um, to Donegal. And you named out a good five or six players who are ready to take the, the next step and a few of them weren't, weren't ready for a couple of the games in the league. So now all of a sudden, I would have swung a couple of weeks ago, I'd be tipping Armagh, but like that, a game, Donegal going into it after beating Armagh, Armagh can say, oh, we rested players, but Donegal, for me, now have a lot of the better players coming back in mm-hmm. like that, finding form, and off the back of a good victory, a tough victory as well. So, like, from a Donegal point of view, you're probably thinking the game the last day couldn't have gone any better. A pitch that you don't like playing in against a team you're playing a couple of weeks, it became a bit of a battle and he came out on top, and you still have more bodies to come back in. Yeah, and 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 that's the thing, you know. I think you know, there's there were up here. There's an awful lot of people kind of bit pessimistic about Donegal's fortunes for the summer. Um, but yeah, once Declan Boner and and Rochford get everybody on field and everybody game fit, then Donegal will be. When when you see what what Tyrone did last year, then Donegal definitely. You know, I'm not putting them in the top three, but they definitely. Have a, have a chance of uh, of competing at that at that top level, and you know the the way they play, and you know as I say, they're going to trouble any team. They're going to trouble any, any team out there, and if they can get a get out of Ulster and get a maybe you know one Ulster and maybe maybe even get a get a run um, to the to All Ireland series, then they're, they're going to be a difficult prospect. And I find that's always been the way. Like Declan has had terrible luck with injuries. Um, you know, Paddy McBrady has been injured. Murphy with the hamstring. There's been a few of the big players that have uh, that have just been unlucky. And Declan has been lucky. Unluck. We're not blessed with 24, 26 top quality intercounty players. We need our, our top men. You know, fully fit and and going. And to just go back, you know, I find the Armagh thing kind of just touch on what Fanino was saying. Kind of funny because remember the days where, you know. You would change the numbers up on the uh, so they don't all you know the centre back could have twenty two and you know this was going to confuse these boys and I I just found like we know what Rain O'Neill we have enough DVDs like we have DVD players and we have streaming machines up here in Donegal so you know keeping Rain O'Neill your fierce your fierce uh, take up in Donegal (laughs) (laughs) we we have a VHS of Rain O'Neill stuff there now so. Um, no, it's it's not going to bamboozle the likes of Stephen Rochford that this Rain O'Neill book. Yeah. Um, who who is he? Come come the championship, we we know all about him and the best thing for Ma and because Donegal could have got could have got relegated yesterday. I know I think re- results worked out that they they didn't uh, regardless of the results. But you know Armagh had the chance of relegating Donegal and and they just never they could have took a lot of wind out of their sails yesterday and. And, and they never went for it so hopefully that will bite them in the ass come a few weeks yeah exactly like you're saying that would it could have been a double whammy it could have been a league final place and relegating a rival that you're going to be playing in a couple of weeks time and you know I suppose the, like the league has been brilliant and I suppose the thing that's caught a lot of teams is, is consistency at the moment and I suppose a team that we talked really highly about for a couple of weeks and not so highly about a couple of weeks later is Kildare and they played Mayo yesterday and I was going into this one thinking, do Mayo actually want to get to a league final? I was starting to think they didn't. Um, Kildare were outstanding the week before. And we've mentioned their inconsistency and just their away form. Um, Finian, I'm going to go to you because Mayo kicked 
a huge score yesterday. Something that we don't see too often from Mayo, but they were very clinical yesterday. But for me, the disappointing thing was Kildare. I just thought we were going to see a good kick at them going into championship. And now they're they're finishing the league on a on a bad low, like. Yeah, yeah. It's um well I suppose the fact that they're both them and Dublin got relegated, you know, makes it kind of interesting. I think they're gonna play each other in the semifinals, is it? Or the meeting in the finals, I don't know. Um but but look, it's, sure it's, 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 you know they definitely improved under Glenn Ryan, and, and and there has been a kick, and some 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 of the results didn't go their way, you know, like when they played quite well. But uh, um, they've definitely improved, and obviously we're talking about Dublin coming back a bit. So are we in for a home digger of, of a Leinster semi final between the two? You know, you don't know. You know, on the other side, Dublin could go out and 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 and, and choke them with with with. You know their style of play as well. So, uh, Kildare, Kildare, a funny one. Leinster football as a whole is at a bit of a, <laughs> it's a in a bit of a crisis. I think they're all uh, yeah in Division One. Most of them are in Division Three and Four, and Kildare, Mead, and Dublin are are, are going to be wallowing in Division Two next year. So, um, you know the whole the whole thing needs to 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 to, to look at itself. But uh, Kildare are obviously the obvious contenders for. Uh, a Leinster title this year and as you said yesterday was disappointing shipping you know a big score now they do play a, a pretty expansive brand of football Kildare themselves but uh, fairness to Mayo you know as you say they're, uh, they're 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 coming they're coming right at the right time league final against Kerry they'll fancy themselves against Kerry as you know all day long mm. um, they, they won't fear them you know Horn's machine that he's you know created with players just coming in and out and, and no change in, in how they play. Like they've, he's, he's, he's must, he's played 30, 35 players in the league. You know, he brought on O'Hora yesterday, Plunkett, cornerback scored four points. They scored two each. Um, so that's, you know, it's, it's all action for Mayo, uh, the way they play. Um, are they, st- they scored 222, but are they still lacking a bit? You know, yeah. another forward to help Brian O'Donoghue. I, it's it, it's hard to know Jack, know, Jack know Kearney came in he's a young lad he kicked I think he kicked three points yesterday mm-hmm. but like that it's, it's a hard game to comment on because we saw so little of it um, and the one aspect of it I was looking forward to seeing was Aidan O'Shea named at centre back again but where did he play <laughs> do you know mm-hmm. so yeah. there still are a lot of questions for Mayo but they seem to be going in the right direction Aidan O'Shea I thought was quite good yesterday but again as you say trying to figure out uh, where to play him it's, it's, it's a tough one yeah, yeah, and yeah. and you know, I, I actually last week was convinced Mayo. You know, other years I would have given them a chance to win All Ireland, and I came out last week and says they're not going to win in All Ireland. So inevitably, they will win in All Ireland. <laughs> um, but it's it just seems from from watching them during during the league. You know, we talked about spotting trends in team, and you know, just Mayo didn't seem to have learned, but. As again, we can't really say much about it because we didn't get a chance to see it. And, you know, that's the unfortunate situation. You know, Tyrone Kerry, by all means, was a humdinger. We didn't see much of it. Um, and that's that's the situation the GA have have uh, found themselves and found themselves in. But so just going back to Mayo, yes, I, I think if they can get that scoring forward, if they can kill Kellen O'Connor, you know, Ryan O'Donoghue and someone else, then they might. So I've flip-flopped again here now that they might have a chance to win all Ireland. Yeah, Eamon, you're well and truly on the fence there of Mayo. Next week you'll be ruling them out again. But um, yeah, I suppose, look, for Mayo, like they are hard to call at the moment, but they're in a league final against Kerry and 
the thing that used they used to fear with Kerry, I think that's long gone with them. And I suppose Kerry and Tyrone, you mentioned it there, we didn't get a chance to see it. I'm actually getting a recording of it now in a while, so I'll, I'll watch it back later on. And uh, Tyrone, a team we were writing off, um, seemed to be coming good. They're finishing the league on a huge positive, winning down in Kerry. Like, Kerry don't lose many games in Clarny, so they came down, they beat us in, Cl- in Clarny. They scored nine points in the first half against a Kerry defence that had been moving really well up to now. You know, Kerry had really focused on the defence. Darren McCurry, who was absolutely outstanding. So, like, in terms of Tyrone, like, which wasn't a good league for them, all of a sudden they're finishing the league campaign sky high. Like, they'll be buzzing going in championship. And obviously they have Fermanagh first up, which, look, it should be a handy enough game for them. They won't take them lightly. But, Eamon, you'll know better than me. All of a sudden Tyrone, Tyrone are back up the top of the table again. And I think this year it's going to be interesting in terms of championship because... It's hard to judge anybody at the moment. And and that's the thing, you know, we had Dublin written off, then they were back in contention, now they're written off again. It's just hard until we get to the summer or get to the championship and get to that, you know, championship mentality, as I like to call it. That's when we'll, we'll really know. You So I, I still don't think Tyrone will, you know, get to the same level they got to last year. You know, they've just lost too many. There's too much of a void there left by the, even squad members leaving, um, they're going to be a difficult proposition for for any team come up against them now. But the the one thing, and you know, I've had many's the battle with Tyrone, and you know, it was real intense rivalry. But you've always got to respect them because the way they go about their business, they needed to go down there. Nobody gave them the chance to go down to Kerry and uh, get that result, but they they, they went down and. You know, that, that, that seems to be the way Tyrone operate best, you know, because the country was against them. The country was against them that time with the COVID situation last year. Majority and probably wanted them to lose the way the way they um went about, you know, pulling out and mm. threatening to, to walk away. And then they dug out a result against the good Kerry team. And they did the same yesterday. They Nobody at all, you know, I thought Kerry would have, you know, won pulling up there. But Tyrone dug it out and... You know, they're going to be a difficult proposition, but I just don't see them being the All-Ireland contenders again, you know, going in what we're seeing at the minute. And things could change yeah. dramatically in, in the next few in the next few weeks, but at the minute, that's, that's what we say. Yeah, I found the weekend they had a bit more of a familiar look to their team and look, the ground, the weather was good and they just seemed to be moving ball that first half. They were outstanding. And I mentioned Darren McCurry and he was on... Um, Young Dylan Casey there from Austin Stacks, who was outstanding in the county championship, really solid young lad. But he got a good introduction what it's like playing against the elite in the county when the weather is good, um, which it's not a bad thing for a young lad to get. You're gonna get him, and it's about attitude. Then after that, and you couldn't have played. He couldn't have been up against so much better than McCurry on that form yesterday. So, look, I think Kerry, Kerry will learn a lot from it, but it's one of them ones. I think maybe as a Kerry fan, you'd be masking over, but at the end of the day, it's Tyrone beating Kerry again. And even though Kerry had a few players out and they were in the league final, they had a very strong team out. So, Finian, we chatted about it as well earlier. Like, Kerry now going into a league final against Mayo, for me, it's a must win because you can't go into championship, similar to Galway, on the back of two defeats. So the pressure is now on Kerry. Yeah. Definitely, yeah, and I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a, it'll be one of the best games of the year. I think you know because uh, 
Mayo, Mayo don't fear Kerry at all, and Mayo will be both teams will be setting their sights, as we said already, on winning the winning the league. You know, um, like it, it's it's one of the biggest games of the year, and uh, Kerry, Kerry, you know, Jack O'Connor will be disappointed with yesterday. It's just the the Tyrone thing, and you know, I know that's kind of gone away over the last few years a bit, but it's it'll linger a bit there. You know, particularly going to Killarney, and you know, he picked a, he picked a strong team yesterday. Um, and, and for Toronto to come down, their kind of backs were to the wall and to show that they can actually turn them over down there, you know, it kind of just leaves something in the Kerry mindset for the, for, mm. for you know, because Kerry had a strong team. They've set up their, 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 their stall out or they've set their stall out with their defense being strong this year and stuff like that. And McCurry kicked what, one seven, you know, yeah. that's, that's not, seven, yeah. you know, that's not good for your defensive unit, regardless of who's marking them or whatever it is. But if you've got a compact defense, which they had been showing up, and I know Pat Spillane was talking about they're chasing like dogs and this, that, the other, <clears throat> you know, one seven from one player isn't, you know, isn't no. going to, you know, that Tally won't be happy with that. And, and they will be looking at that this week and they'll be looking to get down and they're coming up against the running machine now on a different type of prospect on, you know, in the league final as well. But look, Tyrone, as you say, Tyrone are there. They're they're not gone away. They're um, are they contenders? I don't know. If you've got Peter Hart and you've got Darren McCurry in your team, you're you're, you're you know Peter Hart is an absolute Rolls Royce of a footballer at the minute. You know, and again, we didn't mm-hmm. see the game yesterday, but I believe he was. You know, no one kind of knows where he plays. He doesn't have a position. Like he's a Trent Alexander Arnold. Is he the new yeah. kind of picked at seven? But he's scoring. He's setting up scores. He's defending. He's all over the shop. So, like if you've got him and, and McCurry in your team, you, you you know you've got a chance all day long. Particularly when you're tigerish in defence. But uh, no, looking forward definitely to, to to the league final. It's going to be a, a, a you know top game, and it, it's great to have it because. Uh, as I said, the league is uh, is brilliant, and, and to finish on a big game between Kerry May. Kerry May was always a great game. So it's interesting too, lads. I think there's big doubts. There's about what I put it at five contenders for the All Ireland, and there's doubts over every single one of them because coming yeah. out, I would have doubts about Kerry now coming out of that yeah. coming out of that game yesterday. And when was the last time we've we, we've been able to say that? Um, and it's, I think that's a great thing for the championship. There's serious doubts, and the whole thing is wide open. And again, if you if you're a Donegal man, if even even Galway man, you're thinking if we get a right run in it here, we we're another chance. But that's what it is. All the doubts probably gives every team a bit of confidence or a bit of optimism that it could be our year. And we mentioned Tyrone, and the more people that write them off, the better it is for them because they're the best team at coming out fight when their backs are against the walls and look division one was outstanding and i suppose we're going to go down to Kerry's opposition for the championship cork they played awfully yesterday and what a game it was just end to end um defenses seem to be invisible for a lot of it but i suppose it came down to a bit of controversy at the end um young galway team or young sorry awfully team naive mistake by the goalie i felt for him but at the end of the day, he was caught out. The referee was correct. I think he had a bit of a rant on Twitter that he's deleted since. But I don't know what your opinions are on the whole thing. What do you reckon, Eamon? Was he right or wrong? Uh, I think it's black and white. He he was. He probably should have let it uh, r- run out for the, I think it was the f- 45. And, you know, he, he's got to learn the lesson. And, and I've learned it a few times that when the temper's up, you just don't go to social media. <laughs> 
come, <laughs> yeah. come the social media, come the Twitter in a, in a few days when, you know, it's like counting to 10. But yeah. the, the rule is there. The rule is there. And that'll stand to them. And that's why Offaly shouldn't be too disheartened by the whole thing. You know, they still should go at Division 3 the same way they went at Division 2 because, you know, good times are coming. If They seem to be doing a lot right in that county. And especially mm. with the under twenty one, good times are coming. They've just got to keep the keep the show on the road. Yeah, I think John Mon came out after and said that they're gonna be going gung ho for the Taltian Cup, which is great to hear too, obviously mm. after the setback and like in terms of the team, they are doing so much right. They're going in the right direction. And for them it is about keeping that momentum going. Um from a Cork point of view, even the way they celebrated that game, I think for their progression seems like a, the wrong term for Cork at the moment. But just for them going forward, staying in Division 2, digging out a game that looked like it was gone, it's massive for them. Do you know what they have? The likes of Sherlock and O'Mahony up front who were excellent yesterday. So, look, it has been a really poor campaign for Cork, but there are a few positives starting to come at the at the end of it, Finian. Yeah, no, they... they, they, they. Look, it's uh, it's a building process. We did say last week, it's a, is it a five-year, you know, maybe it is to get actually back to beating Kerry in, in Munster Championships and stuff like that. But like, I suppose they're working off minor team and an under-20 team that won All-Ireland's, mm-hmm. you know, as you say, Sherlock O'Callaghan, you know, these guys were in and, and, and playing well, you know, playing well yesterday. And they need to find that level. The fact that they're staying in Division 2 is great, which will, you know, bring them on further. They'll be able to find, blood a few more players next year. Um and, and and what Cork have is, is 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 you know they've numbers so like they'll find more players but uh like as I said to get back to competing at the very very top level they're a bit away from that but uh like it's it, it's a slow process it was a great one to win Jesus they were it was you know it was like an All Ireland final for both teams because just to stay up and obviously to to stay in the All Ireland series is 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 critical for a team like Cork Offaly on the other hand. As, as you said there, it was great for Mahan to come out and say, you know, the Talton Cup is 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 serious. Like if Offaly won a Talton Cup, it'd be absolutely Huge. massive for the county, you know, on what they're trying to achieve. So it gives the Talton Cup something now that, you know, teams will want to cling on to. You know, Down will be having a cut. You know, Offaly will be having a cut. You know, the likes of Longford, these teams like to that you're the top of the rest and that's that's a good place to be you know I don't think it is for Cork you know it'd be too negative within the county because yeah. you know the supporters down there and it'd be the same in Galway Kerry if you're in the Talton Cup they'd be just saying Jesus how the, how we how we have fallen so far and we're selling even celebrating a Talton Cup wouldn't be you know wouldn't be seen as progress to a lot of people in a county like Cork whereas Offaly you know it, it, it will be progress so look Cork you know, building blocks slowly, some fine performances. Yes, Ian Maguire, you know, he, in fairness to him, he's, he's, he puts his shoulder to the wheel every day. For, always, for yeah, always. And, you know, he, he, he runs his heart out and I think he's the captain. And, you know, it's great to see, you know, when the chips are down and you're trying to put blood players and you're, you know, you're that player who's been there a while. It's very hard. You can get disheartened. But he, you know, he put his shoulder to the wheel again yesterday when it really mattered. And I thought... You know, we got to watch the game late and all, but we got to watch it, which was great. But uh, uh, I thought he was fantastic. And I think, you know, look, will they they feature this year? You know, not at the latter end, but, you know, a couple of wins in the qualifiers for Cork would be good. Yeah. And, and I, I think, think you, you know, the, the, the point about, you know, Offaly and Cork, you mentioned, you know, 
it's about stabilization. With Offley, there's probably they're looking at progression more, but for Cork, it means about stabilizing until that batch comes along. Mm. I know mm. playing at the highest level that they can, and that has to be respected too, because you know you're you're not going to be at the top table all the time, and the boys that bridge the gap between the dark days and the good days, you know that keep that young fella that goes to the Cork game and and watches him week in, week out, and he wants to be, even though there's no silverware, you know, that aspire the next Cork generation, they're, they, I think they're as important as uh, as the boys that are there when when they're winning. You know, that we, we had a man up here, Damien Dever, that, you know, hasn't a piece of silverware, but he's inspired so many of my generation. And, mm-hmm. um, and, and I think, you know, counties have to realise that, that if, thing, if, things, if things are being done wrong, then change it up. But if things are being done right, then you'll know more about it, Darren. If Cork are ticking all the right boxes, awfully seem to be ticking the right boxes. So it's about getting to that place where you know you're you're in a position to want something. Yeah, and like I suppose the main thing is, um, and you you both hit the nail on the head with it. The, the difference in levels, and awfully are in that growing stage where it is about going step by step by step. You don't take the first step and then jump three or four steps. Whereas at the moment, Cork are, they need to just stay. They need to stay while a few more come up. And like you said, uh, Cork is a big hurling county. And the worst thing in the world for the footballers is the hurlers are flying. They could win All-Ireland. And that pushes the footballers even further down the pecking order. So for me, and this is like from a Kerry point of view as well, and from Munster, because we have Limerick who are on the rise, Clare who have been solid consistently for the last number of years, Cork need to start picking up and getting to that level. And we all want to see, we've mentioned before how important Cork are, not only to Munster, but to the GA. They're a massive county. They have potential. It's just about, it's coming. It's just about sticking in there now. And the likes of Maguire and these fellas are the guys who may not have much silver at the end of it, but they will be inspiring a whole generation. So um, it is. it was a big game. Great test of character as well by Cork has to be said. And like I'll go back to the kick out um to the well, the kick out and aim and I'm gonna go to you, I suppose, Finney, and I could go to you as well, two full backs. And I was looking at it and it's a it's a he's a young goalie, and I'm just wondering, should he have been more vocal with the centre back? He's he's kind of roar talking to him, but he's not talking to him. And if it was me in goal, I'm absolutely going that shit crazy at him to come yeah. and get it. But I think there was a bit of confusion because I think he came out after saying that there was a similar um, a situation earlier in the game and a hot ball was given. And he came out after saying that he thought, if I touch it here, it's a hot ball, 50-50, we might win it. And if I leave it go out, it's a 45 and it's a free shot at goal. So I can understand his confusion. It's a free now, yeah. It is. The free was the right decision. But I think um, supposedly earlier in the game, which we I, I didn't notice, um, a hot ball was given for something similar and obviously look that got into his head and he made the mistake but in the end it was the right decision but I just couldn't help myself to thinking should he have been more aggressive with his own player to come and get the ball um for for me that that's that's a bit of a cop out by 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 him because he's yeah. you know he knows the rules himself he's practicing three four times a week on the kickouts and and you know the short kickouts that's one of the things that the principles you, you cannot receive it back. So he knows the rules himself. He should. Uh, the other side of it is, he's young. 
he's inexperienced maybe and he probably should you know and a more experienced keeper would have been talking to that center back so he, he'll learn and it's that's what it's all about it's just learning we've all been in in situations where you know he'll not he'll he'll tell the center back the next time definitely <laughs> yeah the center back will be getting an earful the next time that's for sure and i suppose going to the other side of the table you had the two promote now promote teams going up going up going at it galway and roscommon and roscommon who got the win against a weakened Galway team. Uh, we're going to have the two of them playing each other now in the final. I suppose we mentioned earlier, um, Galway had a great league campaign, are going into the league final off the back of a defeat now to Roscommon. But Roscommon were undefeated in the league as well, and it kind of went under the radar. But they, seven games, they won five, drew two. They are they're a Division one and a half team. Whenever they go down, they come back up. And I think the big team... Big thing for them going forward, obviously, they're going to want to win the league final against Galway, but they need to get that bit of staying power in Division in Division 1 next year. But, like, it's gas too. Like, we were raving about Galway and they had a great league, which they did. We were raving at different times about Derry. We kind of forgot about Roscommon. I don't know, is it because we, we half expect them to be winning a lot of them games, which they were, but... I know Galway weekend, but it was a, it was a big win again the weekend by Roscommon. And look, they're going in to league final. They'll be full of confidence. Yeah, yeah, no, I did. Yeah, it's like Roscommon do kind of go under the radar a bit. Um, like people forget, like Galway and Roscommon are not, in the last ten years aren't dissimilar. You know, Roscommon have two kind of titles: the one in seventeen beat Galway in seventeen, beat beat us again in in nineteen, I think, and. Uh, you know, well, you know, hammered us in seventeen. Well, value for their for their wins on both days, and they've been competing. They, you know, they put nail to the pin of their collar in Crow Park in a quarter final. I know they lost the replay, but um, you know, Ross Common are like they've got good players. Connor Cox is good. The Mertes are back now. Do you know that? You know, Alton Harney's a good. Like they're good players, and I, I think what Ross Common have they've they've good range of shooters. Like they can score from a lot of different a lot of different angles on the pitch. Um, you know, really, really good shooters and a number of them uh, across the pitch as well. You know, like the Dailies can score, you know, like the Smiths can score as well and, and they're playing out the pitch. But like inside, they're dangerous. Um, and, 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 you know, if they get their system right and their defensive system right, um, to, you know, they'll, they'll trouble any team. Um, and they always kind of have. And they're, they're, they're kind of a... They're a crazy kind of a bunch. They're a bit of a Wimbledon. <laughs> they're, they're a bit mad. Uh, they're a bit mad as well. You know, they can, and their supporters are a bit daft at, at times as well, in a good way. They're great crack and all that sort of stuff. So they kind good of save. come with that color and that. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't want to say too much, but they kind of come with that color and that they'll go to Crow Park and they won't fear, they won't fear us next week. Not, or not, not a bit of it. Um, I think you're right about Galway and obviously Kerry. I think. PJ won't be happy with yesterday. You know, he played a bit of a weakened team, but still, you know, losing by five or six points to Roscommon on any day, he wouldn't be happy with. So I think, you know, that'll be a good game. Both teams will be gunning for that game next week. I think Galway, we'll have Shane back, we'll have Damien back, Paul back. Niall Daly kicked five points from play yesterday uh, on his debut. You know, Kilconley, young Kilconley guy, uh, I don't think anyone from midfield has kicked five from playing in a long, long time. So, you know, that that was a that was a win for Galway yesterday that he that he came on and performed. It gives us options around the middle, particularly where Mayo are strong. So um um look, I think you know, PJ will be disappointed with that yesterday, but it'll be all hands to the pump. Galway will want to win this final to be bouncing coming into the coming into the Mayo game. 
Yeah, from a Roscommon point of view, you like you'd actually forget they have so many big scorers all over the field, which is such a plus that a lot of counties, even the ones that we're talking about for all Ireland, and sometimes the difference is the fellas who can actually get the scores, and they seem to have obviously the scores. They have very tigerish, tenacious defenders, and they have runners, so they they can play so many different ways. And look, I suppose Galway have been building and building and building, and we mentioned it there. Um, the pressure's on Galway, as same with Kerry going into it, because as good as the league is, if you're finishing on two defeats and then you're going into championship, that's when the pressure starts. Then all of a sudden, that's when the doubts come into your head. So I suppose, Eamon, like if you're going into this game, would you rather be Ross Common, who've come under the radar and finishing on a high, or would you rather be Galway, who cruised through the league, really? But yeah, and all of a sudden, the pressure's on. I, th- I think I'd rather be, you know, because Galway just seemed to have that bit more quality, um, mm. and they seem to be playing with that that belief right throughout the right throughout the league. And you know, although Derry will be disappointed and disheartened, I think Galway did them a favor because they just weren't ready to go up to that division division one. But yeah, in terms of R- Roscommon and Galway, I, I still I still put Galway that wee bit above them, and for Roscommon. You know, we chatted a lot about what Monaghan are about. Roscommon could do worse than emulate what what Monaghan have done this last decade. Um, hundred percent. And stay in Division One because that seems to be the issue that they're just not getting consistency consistency in Division One. And the reality reality of it is, if you want to be in the business end of the All Ireland series, you need to be playing Division One. Division Two team might get there, you know, on a one and. You know, luckily get the draw or what, whatever. But if you're playing Division One and playing against the best teams, you'll you'll be getting the semi-finals and uh, finals consistently. Yeah, yeah, and I suppose um, two teams who were a huge plus bonus, whatever you want to call it, from each throughout the league, are down in Division Three, or sorry, I should say, were in Division Three, are now in Division Two. Loud and Limerick. Um, both from two promotions in two years. Obviously, we've talked about the Mickey Hart effect in Loud, but the job Billy Lee is also doing in Limerick um, is phenomenal. And imagine the two of them counties this morning going, right, we're in Division 2, and we're going to be playing Dublin next year. And we joked about it earlier off-camera. Um, will that game be in Crow Park, or will Dublin be back to Parnell Park for the league games? No, um, but... I, I just I didn't want to go without the show without highlighting the job that boat managers are doing there. I was working for a company that did sports equipment before, and I spent a good bit of time in Limerick. And this is going back five and six years ago. And they talked about the underage structure that they were putting in place, and that's what it's about for a lot of these counties. And we talked about Offaly and the great job that they're doing, and they're taking steps. And Limerick are very similar, um, and it's all about putting the structures in underage and not expecting a quick fix and they've been patient and they've built and they've built and both teams now in division two which is a very strong division and it's going to be even stronger next year with Dublin and Kildare in it so like you can just imagine the underage structure in both Limerick and Loud at the moment must be buzzing yeah yeah no it is it's, it's I think Limerick particular like Limerick it's tough when you're when your hurlers are so good and and you your know, rugby and you, you rugby as well, and like you know, it's a, it's a, it's another kind of a county that, you know, if they can get the same impetus into their football, you know, there's a lot of football in Limerick, um, by all accounts. I think 
you know, they, you know, across the board, they've got big numbers training at underage and stuff like that. So, like, it is difficult when your hurlers are going so well. There's no doubt about mm. it. Um, and you're a predominantly hurling county. Um, but the job, like, to get up to Division 2 now, you know, and, and, and I think when Billy Lee went in at the start, he was kind of, you know, it was a couple of interviews. He was a bit forlorn, kind of, on, on, yeah. on you know, this is going to be a process here. And that was, he must be five, six years there, six or seven years there even. I think um, five years, you know. I think. So it just goes to show, you look, you know, these counties need to have patience and they need help as well. Uh, and I don't know, is JP or whoever, you know, going to put the same same emphasis on, on football down there? Who knows? But, you know, it kind of just goes to show that, you know, the Dublin model that we speak about so much, you know, can can a few bob to a Carlo or, uh, you know, can, and, 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 and a bit of help or whatever it is. No, I'm not saying... Limerick are getting the help off the GA, but maybe internally they're, they're, they, they've set their stall out. And the fact that they're in Division 2 and, you know, they could, you know, you know, they'd be as good as Cork or, or Clare to have a cut at, 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 at Munster, you know, Munster yes. is wide open outside of Kerry really this year. So yeah. like, could Limerick get to a, a Munster final? I'm not sure. Are they on the same side as Kerry? I don't think they are. Um, well, the year, the year Tipperary won it, did they... Um... They've only beat Limerick by a point, and yeah. Sweeney, Sweeney kicked a, a sideline with the outside right, boot yeah, yeah. in injury time or something outrageous. So, like, they are showing signs. And we mentioned Billy Lee. I think when he got the job, he was actually part of a panel brought in to get a manager, and in the end, he took it himself. Yeah. So, like, it, it like it is a bit of a fairy tale story, and it's mm. great to see. And like, loud. I think Mickey Hart. Uh, re-signed or added on to his contract which is, I thought was funny because I don't often hear things kind of midway through the season he's got a contract extension in load but it just shows the progress they're making that how happy they are with him how happy he is with Loud and the county board and the structures that are in place and it, it can't but be exciting for Loud football at the moment Damien and and that's that's what it is you know sometimes you talked about structures and getting the right and being patient with the structures and sometimes you need a quick fix in order to, and then you have to put the structures in place so the bounce back then. If you if you get me and you know getting someone like Mickey Hart in, involved and you know the profile that raises and obviously the confidence it gives them, you know, confidence in in the GA and in sport in general is is a massive thing. And and Mickey seems to have instilled that confidence in in the loud panel, and hopefully now. You know, Loud will see that kickback from it d- d- down the line and see that, you know, th- this will be the start of their of their progression. Yeah, and I suppose, look, uh, the elephant in the room over the weekend really was Division 4. Um, it was the only division played over two days. Cavan and Tipperary, look, call a spade a spade. They are the two strongest teams in it. Um Two teams that won provincial titles only a couple of years ago and somehow managed to find themselves dropping through the divisions. But I think the big thing was the fixtures and the lack of clarity over why these fixtures were set the way they were. You had Sligo and Leitrim playing. Both of team, both teams had a chance to get promoted as well. But they were robbed of that big day occasion, a big game occasion. That doesn't happen too often where everything is on the line. Local rivalry. And for me, um, the lack of clarity on why the fixtures were the way they were, it gives me a few doubts about the Talton Cup. Are the GA going to approach the Talton Cup with the way we all 
as spectators and the players, I'm sure, want them to approach it with utmost respect, make it a big competition, with it, which it is, because as we, we're blue in the face, we're saying it, the league is what it is because it's so competitive, because everybody is very close in terms of their level. Um, so for me, look, fair play to Kevin and Tipperary. They deserve their promotion. But I just felt for the Sligo and Leitrim players because they were robbed of a what would have been... It. Look, it was a great occasion. It was a fiery game down there as well. A couple of red cards as well thrown in, which is going to affect them in championship. But they were robbed of a massive occasion. And look, Finian, I'll go to you. You know both teams well. Um, two Connacht teams. Um, ah, look, it, it's a strange one. It was a strange one, yeah, but it's kind of it's par for the course now that the GA does two things really well, and then you know the mess up mess up something like you know just fixtures and things like that. We you know we we shoot ourselves in the foot so so mm. many times with these little admin kind of errors, and you know like the games should all be on like as you said the excitement is there at the end of the league, and it's the same in all sports. They're on the same time, you know they should be on the same time. It should give them that. You know, chance to not know what's happening in the other game or whatever, and it gives the supporters, like the supporters going to the match, then sure, look, it's 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 a challenge game now because we're not we're not uh, we're not able to get promoted. It's it's nonsense, really. What like yeah. to think that that was the case, and and it comes back as well to times, and I don't understand a lot of the times and matches. Like some matches are on at one o'clock, and I know it's to do with travel and things like that, but like we're the only. We need to change and start moving with the times. Every other sport is making their sport really, really exciting. You know, and we're making it like, you know, sometimes you have qualifiers on at one o'clock on a Saturday and no one even knows. It's over before you even know. We're all into football and we're all into, we watch games or we, we, we pay attention to them. But like sometimes games are over and you don't even know they're on. Um, it's just, it's just, it's just not good enough. It's not good enough. I think we need to start putting, the effort the teams are putting into this, they need to be put front and centre for the nine or ten championship league and championship games that they're playing. And simple as that. And, you know, the weekend shouldn't be Irish here, Slyco and Leach and we fire you in here or here or here because Dublin are on and this, that and the other. Like, let them play at their level and let them get exposed at that level and let them really, really be in a competitive setting. And we can talk about the championship and the structures and I know we aim and you have opinions on all of that sort of stuff as well. And, that's for another day, but like, let's start getting teams exposed at their level, which they have done, and and giving them that time, that show time uh, on the weekend where they can actually really, really enjoy it, and supporters can really enjoy it as well. It was just a mess up. I think the fixtures on each weekend is a mess up. It's just not good enough. I think it's you know everything's kind of thrown to in to suit traveling supporters or to suit whatever and I understand that as well but look the players are putting in a huge effort let them be front and centre when they should be and I, th- I think it was a disgrace Darren sorry I, I, I yeah. think an absolute mm-hmm. disgrace we, we we talk about you know bringing the next generation along and you know to, to play an oppor- for Sligo and Leitrim to get an opportunity like that there and not play it at the same time and have that red zone where people are checking their phones there's a bit of buzz about the county and mm-hmm. to take that away from them we, we do market in, in the GA, but we just tick a box. It's We just say we don't sell our product well enough or to the ability that we can sell it. And, you know, every, you, you look at, you know, the premiership and a subpar. I know you're a United supporter, Darren, 
um, a subpar product in what I see as uh, the Premier League. Um, and it's marketed so well. Yeah. And we have an unbelievable product and it's marketed yeah. just average. And I think we can just 100%. show it. Do you, know, do you know what's a great one? A great one, Eamon, just on that. Like when you're at the game, just hear at Sligo and Leitrim and the Tano or the, the announcer comes on saying that it's uh, Tipperary 2 9, mm-hmm. Cavan 2 6, and there's a buzz yeah. or whatever. And that changes as it goes through the game. It's like, oh, where are we now? And as you say, they're checking phones to see. Uh, are we up, are we down, or where we're at? And it adds to the whole experience. And as you say, it's just marketing and it's just being clever on on how you create that buzz. Geez, that was a great day. We didn't know where we were. Look, we didn't work out, but, you know, we didn't know that coming and we came with all the excitement of being a Division 3 team next year, you know? Yeah, but I think the thing is, like, and sure, we're all saying it here, and look, we're only kind of talking on top of our heads, and the GA, we have a product that we all want to see, and it's just about being creative, Do you know. And we 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 mentioned there that like, we keep going back to the Sligo Leitrim game, and obviously it wouldn't have affected me as a Kerry fan or maybe Eamon as a Donegal fan, but I was curious. I would have been tuning into that game. I would have liked to have seen it. Do you know? And we keep going back, and like it is a case of repeating yourself that they robbed the players of that. It's just we're at a stage now where. We have a product that is so good. And Eamon, you mentioned the Premier League and stuff like that. And a lot of it is advertising, whatever. But I always look at a sport like darts. Darts is a, a pub sport. <laughs> and it's one of the most popular sports around sports. over the winter. Yeah. <laughs> and and a great a great example of good marketing, like you mentioned, yeah. darts, is F, F1. Like, no one gave a hoot about F1 until this Netflix series came out. Yeah. And now everybody just loves F1, and as a you can tell you what they're experts all of a sudden. But that's yeah. purely down, you know, they seen that they seen a place and they seen a product here. We'll get it out in such a way that it, and you know, it's actually broke the American market now. You know, they found yeah. they struggle to get into the American market F1, and now because of this Netflix documentary, they're in. And you see how many people Irish people are in Europe around the continent and in Australia and. If we can get the product sold in a way that it's it becomes so marketable, you know, we've, we're sitting. You're you're you've London connection. We're sitting on a on a gold mine in London. If if yeah. we can market this game rightly, yeah. But that's the thing, and we're we're all probably in agreement about the product and how good it is, and the endless opportunities. And the funny thing is, if they even scratch the surface of what they could do. The, the debate about being professional and where the money is going is going to be unbelievable. We'd have loads to talk about, but it is, we are at that stage. And like you're talking about, everything comes down to money. Sure, there's talks at the moment that um, Kerry and Cork, which has been moved from Parky Cueve to Parky Reen because of Ed Sheeran, is now going to be moved to Clarny. And there's only one reason for that. Now, first of all, I don't think it should be moved to Parky Reen. I don't think it's um, set up for a Munster Championship semi final. But moving it to Clarny is only for one reason, that's money. Mm-hmm. And if money is the major factor with the GA and the head boys upstairs, they have to start getting creative because we look at all like the other inter-county grounds that maybe aren't up to scratch and how much it would cost to do them up, the likes of Casement Park and places. This is what this is what it's about. You market the product that we have, which is incredible. You bring in the money and then you you make all these grounds, bring them up to standard. You bring, give the counties that need that bit of extra help, you give them the help. 
Um, but you can be there all day, but it, it's not going to take a genius really. Like it's just that we just keep seem to be ticking the same box every year, whether it whether it works or not. I'm, um, I'm not sure I how Finian feels in this now, but the, this this sums up this whole point in terms of the market and. and the fact that we're going in, we had an opportunity to remove it, and the fact that we're going into the provincial system, and the nonsense that is the provincial system, when we're coming off one of the most exciting days ever in the league, mm-hmm. yeah. and we're going into you know Division Four teams playing Division One teams, I just think, and we voted for this only last year. Yes, yeah. that's how far but behind we. Are. Did we vote for it though, Eamon? That's the thing. We didn't vote for it. Hundred percent agree. We did. We did vote for it. We did vote for it. There. Like our, our counties voted for it. it people in our counties voted for this this concept that the players didn't want, but yeah. the county board officials did want, which is a complete and utter pile of crap. It's crap. Yeah. Like you've got people who in Galway asked. The players that they want, the players told me, well, I was talking to some players that told me they didn't want, they wanted to move into a better, like we're talking about it, tiered systems where the league is great because we're playing at the level. And as you say, Offaly are going to play Dublin now, Kerry are going to breeze through Munster. It's just, look, it was great for what it was, but times mm-hmm. have moved on. We need to move away from all of that and we need to get to the level where we can really market this game because of the Sligo are playing Leitrim and it's a brilliant game in the championship or Dublin are playing Kerry and all that sort of stuff. And look, sport is elite. That's just the way it is. And the Talton Cup will be great if Offaly win because they will have earned the right to play at the next level. Simple as that. But to have people in county boards sitting there voting for themselves because they want provincial councils or provincial championships and all that sort of stuff is a complete nonsense. There's no argument for it. I'd love to have any debate. I'd say, Eamon, you're the same. There's no argument for it, keeping a provincial system that is complete and utter. We've all won provincial championships. They were great, but they're outdated and it's completely gone. I think to get to what we're talking about with regards to marketing, we need to move away from it. And yeah, we did. You know, we voted for it, which I, I, I don't know, it's... Crazy, yeah. crazy. Well, I suppose, lads, um, that's all we have time for today. Unfortunately, we actually could have gone on for another couple of hours talking about all sorts of subjects. But thanks for joining me and my two guests, Sam McGee and Finian Hanley, today. And join me next week where we'll be discussing all the league finals. You're listening to the GAA Hour with Darren O'Sullivan on Sports Joe. The final whistle is all over. Jim Gowan, Jason Sherlock embrace. Today, Sean Kavanagh, who is a brilliant footballer, but I tell you what, you can forget about Sean Kavanagh as far as he's a man. O'Sullivan, oh, that was absolutely brilliant. What about that for skill from Darren O'Sullivan? Give him a call. It's high, it's over. Will he ever get a more vital one than that? I know Joe done a person assassination of him this morning. It was not an assassination of him. We have to look at the The transition talk, I think Joe Bradley told us the production line was finished in Kerry. Well, Joe Bradley, what do you think of that? Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? 
Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 